forced pregnancy, killing people with COVID. What's this we're hearing all about the Supreme Court session these days? What's the big deal? What's the real deal? Well, join us and find out. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Keith Crosby Out of My Mind. This is Podcast 071, Podcast 71, and today we want to have a biblical conversation about the crazy world in which we live as it pertains to these issues. So, Join us over the next 20 minutes or so as we provide you a bird's eye view perspective of a complex issue confronting our culture, the church, and you as we apply God's word to make sense of it all. And at the end of the podcast, we'll point you to additional resources for further study, just in case you'd like to dig a little bit deeper. In the meantime, let's get started. Yeah, Keith, there's been a ton of inch interest in this issue. I think it's it's really shown up in the media, uh, especially lately. The Supreme Court has come under heavy fire, specifically dealing with this Texas abortion law and the restrictions and, and those things that they, they upheld. And I know that there's so much outrage almost over the fact that uh, the Supreme Court has, quote-unquote, overturned Roe v. Wade, which it hasn't done. Uh, and we know that Roe v. Wade on its own wasn't even uh, that great of a decision, uh, considering it basically gave a woman the right to abortion via privacy uh, and under under privacy concerns. And so there's there's many people who are saying that this is the end of Roe v. Wade, that the next thing to go is going to be Roe v. Wade, and and basically we're just bringing our country back into the, the Stone Ages, so to speak. And there's there's been these articles talking about uh, essentially that by overturning Roe v. Wade, people are going to be forced into pregnancy or forced pregnancy uh, on women. And to top that all off, the Supreme Court then follows that up with hearing this case on the vaccine mandates um, via OSHA and how the Biden administration is, is pushing those. And so the Supreme Court is is really getting all of these hot button issues, all of these really political issues uh, thrown at them. And then they've got to make decisions that are hopes, hopefully based in the Constitution. And so... Why don't you kind of take it away and kind of tell us what we're seeing here and how do we make sense of all the things that are going on uh, in the Supreme Court right now? Well, that's a lot of ground to cover in 20 minutes, but fortunately or unfortunately, shall we say, there's only really one single issue at stake here. Okay, and what's that? The rule of law. And maybe if you want a subset of that is the belief in objective truth. What's going on here, and particularly in light of the collapse of the American educational system over the last 40 years, is most people have no idea, they have no conception of what the Supreme Court is or how it is to function. The Supreme Court of the United States doesn't concern itself with public opinion or preferences. It concerns itself with the constitutionality of a law or a policy, and it's as simple as that. And one of the things that's, that's at stake here, or one of the contentious issues, is that under the Tenth Amendment, powers not specifically given the federal government by the Constitution reside with the state. They're reserved for the states or for individual people. So the federal government, including OSHA, can't force companies or people to get vaccinated against their will. OSHA is about workplace safety, and like hard hats and safety harnesses, what you put on your body, not what you put in your body. And so this whole thing about the vaccine mandate and that they're killing people is just nonsense. In fact, even in terms of international law, the Nuremberg Protocols make it illegal internationally for governments to force people into medical procedures, including injections like the Nazis did with the Jewish people in World War II. And the reality is, is the president knows this. 
He knows that this isn't going to pass muster. He knew that, rather, with the Supreme Court. That's why he changed the implementation date from 2021 to 2022 to keep this out of the courts as long as possible. You remember when he did the whole rental eviction measure and he tried to have the CDC extend it, but he said, I know that it's unconstitutional, but we're going to do it anyway. I mean, this is what's going on here. It's sort of a game. And he knew that if he tried to force this vaccine mandate, that there would be people and corporations lining up to sue the government. And so they put it off to the end of the year. And this allowed other corporations like big tech to force it on their people prior to the law going into effect. It's a very sad game of sorts in which the president, or rather those on his staff who tell him what to do or say, is engaging in. There's nothing in the Constitution that allows the government, directly or indirectly, to compel citizens to have a medical procedure like a vaccine. This is political grandstanding whose objective is to demonize the Supreme Court for reasons we'll get into later. But what you need to understand is there is a larger agenda at play. This brings us to the Supreme Court decision and the hysteria over the Texas abortion law. The Texas abortion law, among other things, simply regulates abortion rather than abolishing it. It sets limits. There's nothing unconstitutional about that, and it does not affect Roe versus Wade. That's just a big lie. They're gaslighting us with this kind of talk. And just a side note, when you think about abortion in this country, veterinarians are more strictly regulated than abortion clinics, and that's why so many abuses take place. And so what the Texas law sought to do was to regulate abortion, which it's entitled to do. And it it doesn't strike down abortions. Uh, but what the problem here is, is that abortion is part of the religious creed of the left, and they are downright irrational about it, plus the fact that they know there's no place in the Constitution where the right to abortion is implied or guaranteed. You, you said it earlier. It was a bad decision made in 1973, Roe v. Wade, and everybody knows it's on shaky ground. It's a manufactured right. And Roe versus Wade is on shaky constitutional ground, and that's the real reason for the panic. Yeah, I I think what we see, in, and I think you're you're you've kind of nailed it, is just this uh, attack on the the Supreme Court because it's not doing as um, certain people want it to do. Just like you see with the the women's right to choose, that it's not an actual constitutional right, and that comes as a surprise to a lot of people. Well, you're right. I mean, think about it. First of all, most people don't read the Constitution or the Bill of Rights. But if you look in the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, there is no right to abortion. There is a right to vote. That's the 15th Amendment. There's the right to bear arms. That's the Second Amendment. There's freedom of speech. That's the First Amendment. But in 1973, the Supreme Court read the right of privacy into abortion law and vice versa. And and so they they came up with this whole right to privacy that the woman's right to choose is the woman's right to kill her unborn child. But what people often forget is that it takes two people to conceive a child. And if you're going to fabricate rights by implication, you're going to read rights into the, that aren't explicitly stated into the Constitution. What about the rights of the husband or, or the boyfriend or the fiancé or the one-night stand person? What about the rights of the unborn child? You see, this is the problem. We talk about originalists, those people who say, what does the text of the Constitution say? What does the text of the Constitution mean? And what then shall we do? 
But what we're seeing is, well, we want it to be this, or we wish it were that. And so they're not even talking about the Constitution, and they're picking and choosing, which you really can't do. And so, uh, you know, people talk about rights, you know, a woman's right to her own body. What about a child's right to life? What about a husband's right to have a say in the execution and murder of his child? And here's the thing. The big problem is about personhood, too. Because we now have technology they didn't have in the 70s, which demonstrates the personhood of the unborn child. And if that unborn child is, in fact, a person, and we can prove that it is scientifically, then such persons have the right, born or unborn, to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Okay, so let's maybe get into this uh, this idea of forced pregnancy a little bit, and uh, it's really interesting because when you look at these two cases that we're looking at, this vax mandate versus this these abortion rules, the there's people that basically say there's forced pregnancy on one side, but then they want to force you to vaccinate on the other side. And so what do you say, starting with the forced pregnancy, what do you say to the people who are talking about that abortion or regulating abortion will force pregnancy on people? Well, you have to wonder if they understand the facts of life because you can't get pregnant without getting together with another person. As they say, it takes two to tango. And, you know, the, uh, the Guttmacher Institute of Planned Parenthood and their research and their pro-abortion says that in 97% plus plus of the cases, pregnancy results from the cooperation between two people to have sex. And the idea that forced pregnancy is involved in this in any way, shape, or form is just ridiculous. You don't catch pregnancy like a cold or like the flu. It's an act that you engage in. You, If you choose not to uh, practice uh, birth control, if you choose not to practice contraception, then what you're going to find is when you roll the dice, if you roll that dice often enough, you're going to get pregnant. And, and abortion was never intended to be uh, a means of uh, contraception. And here's the other thing. When people talk about this forced pregnancy, it's just nonsense. It's just a lie. It shows their lack of integrity. I mean, here you have the public school system handing out contraceptives like Halloween candy and prophylactics and things like that. No one's forcing anybody. This is just somebody acting irresponsibly and finding themselves pregnant and now they don't want to accept any responsibility. They just want to bump the kid off, to use mafia terminology, rather than deal with the responsibility and the consequences of practicing unprotected sex. And, of course, the left has never really been much into personal responsibility. With them, everybody is a victim, except, of course, the baby whose mother wants to kill him by having the doctor crush his or her skull in the womb. But the reality is, Mark, is neither of these cases or about the Constitution or law or anything like this. It's like the talk about abolishing the U.S. Senate in the name of fairness. There's an agenda at work here. And so the left wants to pack the Supreme Court because they don't like what the Supreme Court's doing because the Supreme Court has six moderate to conservative justices for the first time pretty much in my lifetime. And what's happening is they don't like their choices. They don't like their decisions. And so they want to find a way to circumvent their decisions. And so Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and a bunch of other of these extremists want to pack the court. But the reality is, is that there's no, you don't have the right to pack the court. You see, each president gets to nominate his or her uh, candidate for the Supreme Court. 
And most of the time, those candidates are approved because they're capable legal scholars. And all of these people are. Uh, and so what the problem is, is it's like trying to overturn an election, you know, by uh, accusing the president of being a Russian spy or something like that. You're trying to change the outcome of an institution because at this point in time, you don't like that institution's decisions. And so that's their agenda. Well, and I think we see this a lot um, when you just look at clips, uh, whether it's ending the filibuster, pecking the Supreme Court. It, it's it's always you know that they're always worried about the side that's in power, whether it's right or the left, doing these things. Uh, and I think we see the big push right now, especially from the left, because they want the Supreme Court to do its agenda. They want it to, to pursue after what they want it to do. And if it's not going to do that, they want to come up with a workaround for this. So what's up with this agenda? Why don't you just kind of tell us what's the deal with the left trying to undermine this whole uh, institution of the Supreme Court? Well, and here's the thing we want to talk about a little bit here, too. You don't see the center or the right trying to pack the Supreme Court. You don't see the center or the right trying to do these authoritarian things. What's up with the agenda is this. It's simply removing an obstacle that they see as impeding their agenda. But we are a, a country with a constitution. We are a country that is a democratic republic, that we elect officials and we have a constitution and we have checks and balances that keep things going. It's, it's a one-of-a-kind government, and it's, it's, it's an incredible government that's preserved our freedom for almost 275 years. But what they want to do is they just see this as an inconvenient obstacle. They have an ends justifies the means sort of mindset, and they'll do anything from playing with voter registration games to illegal immigration to packing the court so that it will do what they want them to do. Uh, the Senate, the same thing. They want to abolish the Senate. A general, uh, a GQ magazine had an article arguing in favor of it because each state gets two votes regardless of population. But then again, if you want proportional representation, that's the House of Representatives. And then you have the judiciary and the executive branch, and all of these hold each other in check. But what they're doing is they're trying to break these institutions to get to an objective, and so they're willing to do anything and everything to do that. And that's what's going on with these, the gaslighting and all these crazy accusations and crazy ideas about the Supreme Court or getting rid of the Senate. It's just, uh, there's just a, it, it's just nuts. And there's a biblical principle at play here. Oh, good. I'm glad we are starting to turn that way because I think it is important that, that we as Christians look at all of this and we can say, oh, look, they're trying to tear down the institutions. But I think we do always need to think biblically about why that is. And so what is this biblical principle that we can apply here, Keith? Well, in Proverbs 22:28, you have the warning, do not remove the ancient landmark that your fathers have set. And in Job 24, 2, it describes the type of people who it says, some move landmarks, they seize flocks and pasture them. And what we're seeing here in these two passages is a wisdom factor in Proverbs and an integrity factor in Job. And unlike any other country in the world, I said it a moment ago, we have a constitution that works. It's not always convenient. It's based on the rule of law rather than the whims of the masses or the tyranny of the masses or the fickle masses. The Constitution is an ancient landmark that has assured our freedom, freedom of thought and speech. Freedom of speech is under attack. You can't have free speech unless it's a correct speech. So wisdom aside, we shouldn't, we shouldn't tamper with this landmark. And wisdom aside, the left is being dishonest. They have an integrity issue. And if you watch them as they 
make the allegations against the Supreme Court or anybody who defends the rule of law, you see them projecting their motives on others. They want to remove these landmarks, these protective boundaries, these checks and balances to impose their agenda in an authoritarian way. And in their own way, they're trying to seize flocks and pasture them. They're trying to take away rights. They're trying to take away uh, institutions. They're trying to take away governmental protections. And they seem content to do so to, as some might say, do it unto others because they don't want it done unto them. That gets back to your mentioning the filibuster. One year they hate the filibuster because uh, the Republicans have access to it. When they're out of power, they love the filibuster. So let's understand what is at risk here in the end. It's freedom. These institutions of checks and balances are ancient landmarks that should not be tampered with because they are objective. They are law-based rather than feelings-based. And the feelings of the masses change year in and year out practically. And ultimately, our freedom is at risk here as they inch us toward authoritarianism and totalitarianism through vaccine mandates, through packing the Supreme Court, through doing all of these things which gets back to our passages, our verses again. Do not move the ancient landmark that your fathers have set. In their wisdom, they establish these boundaries. And some move the landmarks, but they do that to seize the flocks, the property, the rights of other people. And that is what ultimately is going on here. It's a power grab. It's a perversion of our governing principles. They don't care about those things. They have an agenda, and they will pursue an ends-justifies-the-means approach, no matter what the cost, not stopping to think, even for a moment, that if the tables were turned, would they want this done to them? Of course not. You know, as we talk about these moving of the fence posts and those things, it reminds me of that G.K. Chesterton quote about, you know, conservatives see a fence post and ask, why is that fence post there? And, and, and liberals will see a fence post and, and not know why it's there and just tear it down. And and I think for us as Christians, not so much conservatism or, or liberalism, but as Christians, when we come upon these institutions of society and when we see these things, it, it's right for us to ask, why are they there? What purpose are they serving? Because we understand that God has ordained, God has set up all of the governments, all of these institutions, and he's allowed these things to exist. And so for us as Christians to just look at an institution and say, because that institution doesn't accomplish the goal that I want, it must be torn down, would be the wrong motive. We, we should look at it with, the, with our biblical worldview saying, what has God done here? Why is this set up? And then why would we change it? Yeah, I think that's right. You know, all things work together for good. But what you under, have to understand here is you have a clash of worldviews. And we talk about conservative versus liberal or left versus right or Democrat versus Republican. And sometimes, even in the church, we act like they're interchangeable or that they are equally, equally legitimate points of view. And I think when you see things like abortion, when you see things like illegal immigration, when you see things like forcing people to take medical procedures against their will— there is a right and a wrong, and definitely left and right approach this from different perspectives, one from the rule of law and one from what works for me here and now in justifies the means. And I don't think you can be on the left as a born-again Christian and support everything that that agenda advances because it is a worldview that is contrary to the Word of God and hence not moving boundaries. Well, 
That's it for today. Thanks for joining us, everyone. If you'd like additional resources, go to www.gracetoliveradio.org and hit the resource button. If you have questions, we'd love to hear from you. Email me at keith at hillside.org. If you'd like to learn more about Hillside Church, visit us online at www.hillside.org. You can worship with us at 8 o'clock, 9.30, and 11 on Sunday. We have student ministries on Wednesday. We have a young adult service on Monday night. Come to our website. Check us out. In the meantime, whatever podcast platform you're using, give us a good rating. You have no idea how important that is to getting the word out to people. This is Keith Crosby and Mark Stickler saying to you, God bless you and God keep you.